Hey, hey, hey. Welcome to the podcast, everybody. This is Short and Spooky, the podcast about anthology shows. Uh, anthology shows from the 80s. 80s. The 90s. And sometimes from the early 2000s. Yes, that's right. Uh, we are, uh, are your hosts. Uh, my name is John. Oh, is it really? Yeah, and I'm sitting here with my buddy Tom. Yep, we're both three-letter first-namers. That's right. We don't need those. John with an H, who needs it? Get out of here. Get that H. What the, What is that H even doing there? I mean... Makes it so you're not a three-letter word. It's the same thing with my full name, Thomas. Mm-hmm. What's that? What's that H doing there? We are a couple. Like <laughs> you don't need. You don't have an H. I have an H. Uh huh. What if I gave you my H? <laughs> I'll give you my V card, and you give me your H. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like a plan. Uh, but yeah, hey, it's 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 uh it's welcome everybody. Thank you uh, for listening. Shorties, um, the spookies, the shorties, the spookies, the mommies, the daddies, the Almedas, the. Osmo, my dead cat. <laughs> oh, you know, uh, everyone else we've ever thanked. Thanks yeah. for listening. Uh, we love you guys. And, uh, and right up top, we'll say, if you guys want to reach out to us, uh, please feel free to tweet at us. Our uh, Twitter handle is at short and spooky. Uh, or you can drop us an email. Our email is short and spooky at gmail.com. Yeah, the big snip is supposed to be taking care of our Instagram. I think he's a little yeah. sniffed out. Man, we got to start tweeting. we got to get all Did this Did you stuff hang out now. with him the other day? No, I wanted to go... Did try he, to hang out with did him. He flake out? He's elusive. He's very hard to to well, you tie know, him down. When, you know, dogs that are really big into sniffs, they they can get a scent and just take off. Uh huh. So you think that was what so happened? So he just probably was out in the wild going after a scent that he picked up. I mean, there that... was a pair of adult panties for probably. <laughs> Thanks for stipulating to. that we were adult. I was a little worried there. Uh, but yeah, speaking of smells. Oh, yeah. We are in an inferno right now. It smells like we're at a campfire, but like when you sit too close and it's all blowing in your face. You know, it happens to me. Every time I sit down at a campfire, it'll go, it blows right at me. I'll go to the other side and the wind changes and blows right at me again. I am just a. a, a, You're a vacuum. I'm a magnet. I'm a smoke smoke magnet. magnet. That sounds cool. Yeah. That'd be a cool band name. Smoke magnet? Yeah. Yeah, hell yeah. Um, Wearing some leather pants. No, no leather pants. Oh. What it sounds in? like a glam band name. Smoke Magnet? Yeah. No way. They sound like fucking... Sounds like Radar Love, dude. It sounds like Golden Earring. Sounds Radar like... Love. Yeah. No way. All right, well... Smoke we'll... Magnet sounds like someone that, like, they're, like the girlfriend had like, vomited on them the night before. That can be a glam band can do that. Anyhow... Uh, yeah, it's all smoky here. Uh, we live in the Bay Area. We're sandwiched between a couple of different fires going on. Yeah. It's uh, a lot. Uh, if you're trying to go to, like, from here to, like, Tahoe, you have to go the long way, like, down the south route, because uh, I think they, they crossed off the... Um... South route. <laughs> I mean, I, it was go the south route. All right. Uh, anyway. No, so, you know, it sucks. Uh, actually, I ha- know somebody who I'm mm, kind of close with. Uh, Your ex- mom? Ex-girlfriend. Um, not my mom. <laughs> uh, she actually lives in Vacaville. She's real close to a fire, and they had to evacuate her house. What and, are they? Do they just like show up and and uh, like they're like get the fuck out? Yeah, they're basically like, hey, this thing's six miles from your house. Uh, we need you to grab mm. all your shit. And- okay, this is a great topic. Actually, uh, we didn't even talk about this before. Like, you have like you know five minutes to grab your shit. What are you grabbing? Well, I'm spending four and a half minutes rubbing one out before I lose <laughs> yeah. internet in the last thirty. Four, wait, four and a half minutes. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you, you know, mean a minute and fourteen seconds. I mean, I'm gonna do it twice. Yeah. Um, enough turning tragedy of 
fires into stories about masturbation. We can do this all day. Yeah. Uh, We're going to do it later today, probably. There you go. Uh, What we talk about. But besides talking about jerking off, we also talk about anthology shows. And buns. Buns. We got the Hitchhiker's Buns on deck today. It's been a little bit since we've done some buns, sons. Yeah. I was looking at our past episodes, you know, having the Monster May or, yeah, Monster May. I think the last time we done it was March. Yeah, it was like a few months back. Um, so you, yeah, you, you we chose this one. I chose this one and, and I chose it just based on, I got to close this window. This fucking thing is driving me nuts. So, okay. We got crows crowing. Why don't this you close crow this window? This drive me fucking ballistic. Let's take a little break. Come back. Find that devil. And we're back from our baby break. Yeah. Little baby break. Oh. And uh, we are talking today about The Hitchhiker. Remembering Melody, season one, episode five, that aired 11-27-1984. Good year, good year. And I bring that up because it it will come into my thoughts later. Okay. Um, Yeah, I did a little math with the dates and stuff. Yes, exactly. So uh, same thing. Uh, but anyway, before uh, we took the little break there, you said uh, the uh, your main motivator for picking this episode was? It was written um, based off a story by George R. R. Martin. Yeah, short story by George by R. R. Martin. So uh, I I actually didn't get a chance to... What? Um, did you? So, um, sorry, just real quick. Did you pick it because you like Game of Thrones and you were kind of curious about... I, I, I liked Game of Thrones, like the books. Mm-hmm. I mean, the show was meh, as in being... But, um, Disappointed by the way it ended. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, it went downhill. I think a lot of people are in the same boat, but um, you were a fan of his his books. The books are, are great. Yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah, th- this um, th- I picked this one just because I, I saw that and I was fi- I figured you know let's see what this is like. We we had a, such a good episode last time. I mean, we, that was, was the last one we did. Windows. Friday. Yeah, no Friday. Uh, we did. Um, uh, Freddy's Nightmares. The, no, we, the last episode of Hitchhikers was oh, called Windows. Ep- it was. Let me look it up. You remember where it was like in that French apartment, and everything was like through the window, and you weren't sure if the dude was shooting a photographer. Wait, wait, of, of Hitchhiker? Yes, the last time we did a Hitchhiker was at the episode called Windows. So the last episode it was Windows. Okay, okay, cool. Um, and this one again, it's Remembering Melody, and this one was when we had texted about it you kind of were like like oh this one's is hard to watch yes but but, but i for think specific it, reasons okay i i understand that and i i sure will agree about them but i also felt like it was an interesting take on culture especially in that time period oh you mean yuppie culture yeah from the 80s well yeah of course so so let's let's just uh, do you want to jump on in no, I want to do drinking game rules. Oh, yeah, drinking game rules. Um, right. Do you got some? Uh, I want to hear yours first. Okay, well, every time someone says melody, take a drink. Yeah. Uh, and then I was going to say, do a waterfall once you see boobs. Yeah, those boobs, by the way. I got some things to say. About- Here, we'll get to these notes. Okay. Um, I would say, uh, hmm. Any- no, I think, I think those are- that's enough. Okay. Because there's not really, like, there's a couple that I could say, but they would be just too often or, or too little. Um, uh, I was going to say, how about um, every time a machine tries to kill him? Yeah, that's true. 
Yeah, let's do that. Let's do the three. Okay, that's fine. All right. Um, all right, so we got David Dukes playing our lead character. Would I know him from something? Isn't David Dukes, wasn't he like a leader of the KKK? Not the same oh. person, but what that name is the same person that was like a leader of like the KKK. I wouldn't know. I have no idea. So um, I, let me, I'm looking at it right now. David Dukes was playing the character of Ted Miller. Uh, he is best known for, gosh, a show called Gods and Monsters, which we might look into. America Playhouse. Um, oh, he's passed away. I'm sorry. Oh, he's from San Francisco. Rip. Yeah, he's, he was uh, 55 and he passed away in Lakewood, Washington. Um, let's see if there's anything that we would know him from. He was in Dawson's Creek for a number of episodes. Allie McBeal. Good Lord, I forgot about that show. That show was bad. Yeah. And uh, he was in Star Wars. What the fuck? There's a show called Star Wars Return of the Jedi, the original radio drama TV series. Jesus Christ. Okay, well, this has been a, an episode of IMD Biatch. I-M-D Biatch. Oh, yeah, seriously. Our, our feature where we take a little rabbit hole dive. Um, but anyway, uh, this uh, character, he plays a character named Ted um, in the episode. And the way that uh, this episode starts is he's taking a nice little cycle uh, bicycle ride uh, through a uh, city. What did you think of his uh, little getup? I mean, I think the same thing I think when I see anyone else with those get-ups, that they look ridiculous. It looked ridiculous. It reminded me of, um, his get-up reminded me of that, um, that episode of Office, of the Office, of Workaholics, when they, they have to go to the guy who, like, makes them do, like, the hand puppet thing. Mm-hmm. He's got, like, the really tight, like, like, tight, tight, like, skin suit. The, I, you know what the thing is? I don't think those, the, they would be so out of fashion if they were just worn by people who weren't, like, Douchebags. Well, I was gonna say they don't have the body for it. Yeah. It's like kind of. I, I used feel to like have they're. One of well, yeah, you got the body for it. I do. Yeah, you know, but that guy kind of looked a little thicker on the midsection. Yeah, they show him with the shirt off later. How about those sunglasses confirm. too? Uh, but this car crash. What's talk? This is a big part. Okay, so the episode starts, and he's taking a little ride through the city, and all of a sudden, a car a magically car. starts driving. With no one driving it. Yeah, a magically self-driving car, and it hits him. So I was, <laughs> I watched this. Okay, we both watched this a couple times. So at first, I was like, oh, someone must have put it in park, and then and then put forgot to put on the e brake or whatever. But nope, this thing it's parked, turns on, wheel turns the wheel, and then it comes for him. And they hit each other going maybe four miles an hour each. Well, also, I don't know if you caught this. What I really liked was right when he got hit, it's the sound of car brakes, even though it's car doesn't <laughs> stop. Yeah, it's like, yeah, <laughs> exactly. And th so throughout this whole episode, he's like, yeah, I got hit by a driverless car. <laughs> like, that's a yeah. thing. And then what's so, it's not even a thing in 2020. No, yet. It's, That's something I, I I always talk about in uh, even in real life is how little in like when when you're actually driving how few amount of times that you actually have the the car peeling out or like the the braking kind of sound actually happens. Oh yeah, it's, like it's, this guy's going like fucking five miles an hour and he's like, <clears throat> uh, and then we have the hitchhiker actually like involved in the episode. in the episode. So, oh, that's a big drink. Take a drink. Take a fucking solid drink of water. And then also... Uh, and also... Uh, it's a standing do, rule every time you see his buns. Take... Do 20 squats. <laughs> 
20 <laughs> squats for the buns. Yeah, that's get, how you get them. Get those glutes up to, you know, the the level of his if you can. Every time we do an episode of The Hitchhiker, if you would rather just do squats instead and work on them buns, I don't blame you. Yeah. So he gets trashed by this thing, and then he, you know, he this is his pre-work exercise, and then he goes back to his apartment. Yeah, because um, he's got a little cut on his eyebrow. This, okay, let's talk about that in a second, but I also love how he goes to his fridge. This guy is like a rich District man, attorney, yeah. And he has next to nothing in his fridge. His fridge looked exactly like the fridge in the last episode of The Hitchhiker in Windows, remember? It was nothing yeah. but like a couple like random beers, and that was yeah. like all Ket- that's in. It's a ketchup and like a seltzer and a beer, and then that's it. I can relate. Yeah, ditto. Um, but uh, yeah, so this uh, this guy, Ted, yeah, he's like, okay, well, I was writing to work, and he's like, I'm going to sue whoever that driver was. And the, when the hitchhiker's like, it wasn't anybody there, he's like, well, I'll find him. I'll figure but it out. But that was cool that the, the hitchhiker actually was involved. Like, he, like when they picking him up, I was like, that was cool. I know. It was weird. I felt like it was like a celebrity sighting. Even uh, yeah. Though, <laughs> even though he's in the show. It wouldn't have been great if like, he, like, went on his way up. Like, he's got one hand on the hitchhiker's, and then he just, like, gets his butt, and the other one is like... <laughs> Picks himself up by grabbing the hitchhiker's ass. Don't blame you, my dude. I don't blame him at all. It's just some dumplings back there. So when he gets home and he's... He is so cool, the hitchhiker. The hitchhiker's cool. His jacket? Ted is not cool. No, no. no, Ted's not cool, but just like the way like the hitchhiker sees the accident. And also instantly there's like 15 to 20 people that just like swarm right on it and are like Mm -hmm. standing around him. And the hitchhiker rolls up just so fucking cool like... Smirks and was like, let me pick you up. I bet his fucking jacket smells like Stetson Cologne and Reefer. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Badass. And his dongler's probably fucking... That hog? Forget I about bet you, it. No, I bet, you, I bet you he's got like a very nice... like a, a Cropped very, bush? What are you trying to say? I bet you he's got like a... a, a maybe above average dongler. I feel like he's not going to hurt you. <laughs> it's what you want. It's not what you it's, think you yeah, need. Yeah, he's not gonna be uh, over the top, but he's gonna—he's not gonna disappoint. There you go. <laughs> uh, but anyway, um, Ted, Ted's looking at his reflection in the mirror, and it kind of seems like at first, like I was like, "Oh, is this deliberate? Like he doesn't recognize himself?" Because that would kind of go along with the story to where he feels like he's kind of lost touch with whatever his '60s roots are. But. Um, he gets a call from security, and he says, oh, the security guy at his like apartment complex is like, oh, yeah, there's someone here for you to, to see you, and they got sent up already. Yeah, that, which happens, for sure, of totally. course. Oh, yeah, we didn't ask you first, but we sent her up, this person up, whatever, it's cool. And then and this is when we meet uh, Melody, Melody, the titty line. Titty line. Um, she and calls him Teddy Bear. Teddy Bear? Well, no one's called him that in a long time. Uh-huh. What did you think of his look, hair-wise? He, Why? I mean, he looked like a um, middle-aged looked, yuppie dude. Yeah, he, it, like not... I mean, I guess they did, they did a good job on that, but it just didn't... I don't know. It didn't do it for you? It didn't. It Because she was, she was a babe. She looked like, like... Well, that was the thing, because... So, okay, so Melody is at his door. She somehow knows that that he's been in an accident, even though nobody could have known yet. And... Uh, basically we've come to learn that, uh, Ted hasn't heard from Melody in two to three years and said that, uh, 
that used to live together 15 years ago. So if you're doing the math like me and Tom did, uh, it's 1984 at present. Yeah. So 15 years earlier is 69, right? Yeah. Okay. So that's when they knew each other, and that seems to be like, oh, she looks like she hasn't changed since 1969. Yeah, and so we come to find out that she was like his like hippie roommate, girlfriend, roommate, girlfriend, swinger, all these kind of things. Like, and uh, Ted goes, "Oh, you look thin. You look like you're not taking care of yourself," which is such a funny thing to say. Like when someone's like catching up, it's like, "Hey, I'm at your door." Uh, yeah, yeah. You look uh, coke and coke and water diet. Is that what you're doing? Uh, I'll just say this. Uh, she says a couple things, <laughs> and you really get some red flags in just a second. Um, she goes, um, she, Melody says that she's been living on the street. She got fired from her job because she got sick, and uh, she had to miss a couple days of work, and work was like, nope, sorry, you're fired. She looks like, like, like kind of like Gwyneth Paltrow, too. She is, I don't know. like Or a, like... Um, boring, blonde, Boring, whatever. blonde, hippie, yeah. like... One of those girls are like, eh, nothing wrong with that. Well, for two other boring blonde hippie girls, yeah, listener, okay, none. All of our, all of our listeners, yeah. Um, and so we get revealed that you know she was uh, the the four. There was four people that were basically a family, which gave me like Charles Manson kind of vibes from this. Like they're like we were a hippie. Okay, family. so so real quick, like okay, so. She's been living on the street. She got fired from her factory job for getting sick, and now she's working at a massage parlor. Oh, do you think she's giving Jack- jerk off dicks? Oh my God. Yeah, she is totally doing I would that. But here's not the question: go and support that. But here's the thing. Oh, oh that, that's what you're gonna say. Yeah. Uh, so if she's given handy J's, then she, she should be able to at least have a couple bucks. Like no, she's getting cash. Not that I would know how that works. Uh huh. I have never, ever done that, so I don't know what it's about. But um, we also meet, uh, at this point, we meet um, well, the elevator scene. Well, no, not even. So she, she has to ask, she's asked to stay with him. And she's like, can I crash here? And the He dude, says one day. Well, yeah. and I was One like, night. This is when I'm like, dude, hella red flags. I was like, you got no job. You got no place to stay. You're jerking off dicks. Like, and but you, you're also still looking okay. But you show up out of nowhere. And yeah. also, his lifestyle has changed so much. Do that you think that I, I don't like to think that either of us would turn that down. You know, both of us would be like, hey, what's up? Come on up. Oh, you're telling me a, a lady's interested? Of course, yeah. yeah. I barely remember what that's like. I don't think I know what it is. <laughs> I don't think I ever known. Uh, the elevator scene is great because um, it reminded me of uh, like all the uh, fears that I had as a kid of getting trapped in an elevator. Mm -hmm. At my place of work, that happens pretty frequently. I, I've been I I've worked over your department, uh, your wing of the department store, like, <laughs> and it, it is scary. Yeah. You're that elevator in particular is fucking terrifying. It's a big scary freight elevator. Anyhow, uh, I've, I've been trapped in an elevator a number of times. I've had been trapped in an elevator once for three and a half hours. I've been on, in my freshman year of high school, high school, college. Um, I got trapped in the elevator probably four to five times. And we ended up being, we were little bad boys. Uh huh. We ended up like smoking cigarettes in there while the fire department, the Boston fire department's like coming to oh, to break us out. What are you going to do? Throw us out, kid? It, I peed in the corner. Like, oh, I, it was so gross. You animal. Yeah, I was a horrible person. Glad that's changed. Yeah. Uh huh. Anyway, uh, so do you the, remember the whole thing of like 
thinking as a little kid, like if an elevator was going down, if you just jumped at the end, you'd be fine. That's not how it works. No, it's not how it works. But I remember I as a kid just being like, no, that's bullshit. It definitely is how it like, And then like learning science and being like, oh, yeah, I definitely still just get crunched. Yeah, right so you're a dumb little cube. kid. I mean, I'm still a dumb little old man. Yep, I would not argue with that. Um, and so we meet our friend. So wait, oh, okay, I had a question because it seems like when this elevator thing happens, the, all the lights turn red and it's like falling and he like is on the ground like it's going to smash him and die. But nothing happens. And he, just, and he just goes right into work. He's and like, he just goes right, right into work. And then I was like, right. and then at this point in the episode, I'm thinking, okay, machines are trying to kill him because the car came at him and there's no one driving the car. What's that, and what's that movie... Um, Maximum Overdrive, that where King, all the cars right? come alive. Yeah, yeah. This is kind of a play on that. Maybe you thought. <laughs> yeah, except instead of Stephen King being on cocaine, it was George R. R. Martin. Yeah. <laughs> he was just getting high out of his Do mind. You think like, they were like, like blowing like this like, lines together. Lines together. Okay. Stephen King Are and George R. R. Martin. Can we talk about drugs? No, sorry, we can't talk about drugs. Um, let's get back to the episode. All right. Yeah. Uh, this is where we meet Miss. Was it Jill? We mm. meet Jill. Not mine. Oh, no. Not your ex. Uh, this is the character in the episode that we're talking about. Miss Friedlander? Yeah. Jill Friedlander. Was it, was it Friedlander or Freelander? Either one's fine. I mean, I guess it really yeah. doesn't matter if it has a D That's or his not. boo, though. Yeah. So it's his girlfriend. Um, and he goes into work and explains that uh, he met Melody, his old roommate. Um, oh, wait, wait. So just real quick, uh, Melody, this is when he has all the exposition about who Melody was and how they had their life. So just real quick, he goes, Melody supported me and three other people who had no jobs. Well, we don't mention the third person. All they, Mel- they, they mentioned is Mike and and her and him. That's oh, okay. Well, she's, she was supporting herself was the fourth person. It didn't say that. It said Melody supported three people. Yeah. Two roommates oh. and Ted. That makes three. And she would be the fourth. So it was four people living together. A couple of couples. Man. By the way, we said this before the show. We're both very excited for uh, <laughs> Bill and Ted. Yeah. That's a quote from the trailer. Anyway, um, so yeah, I was thinking about that. I was like, so wait, Melody had a job as a waitress when she was 18 years old, and she was supporting four people on her tips yeah dude and uh, she was a server yeah i was like supporting she was working at hooters or something what the that's what when they talk about like the massage parlor thing i'm like she's definitely going to get she's going in there and just fucking jagging off nothing wrong with that we appreciate sex workers sex workers who are are, you know sex positive it's, it's mike and ann are the people that we don't see throughout this episode who are the other ones um uh he goes just real quick ted goes she bailed me out of jail once. And I was like, yeah, once. Yeah, once. <laughs> and like, he's talking about, okay, so back in the 60s, he keeps referencing about how they did all this stuff. And he goes, um, I made a pact with my roommates that we'd always take care of each other. Um, we had a saying that said, there's no other way, which basically yeah. was their way of saying, like, we're a family through thick and thin. We'll always take care of each other, all that good stuff. And uh, one of the things Ted says that I found amusing was he goes, we stopped a war. Yeah. And I was like... No, you didn't. I, I had to Google it. I said, when was the uh, Vietnam was War over? To, yeah. 1975. Yeah, and that's so fucking six, 70 to six years after this whole thing was supposedly like over and done and dusted. 
Um, th- th- so, first of all, great tits. Well, we'll get to the tits in just a minute. But uh, but she's still DTF. She's still... She, she shows up, and she's down to fuck. It comes off, as a viewer, my first time viewing it, she comes off as, like, you don't... Well, hold on a second. You don't know. Hold well, on, just like, you a don't second. know if. Hold on. So before the sex scene even happens, Ted is basically giving all this exposition, and we come to find out that Jill, his current girlfriend, is also his boss, and yeah. that he is basically said, "I've turned into a yuppie. I've lost touch with my old timey ways and uh, my whatever sixties ways." And she's like, "Well, are we hanging out tonight or not?" And he goes, "No," because that later on she's does hotter happen. Than- She's hotter than an old girlfriend. Well, she starts to get jealous, and she's like, well, who is this person? And he goes, well, we used to date, but it was a long time ago. And then we have the scene where it's the sex scene, and I want to talk about this scene before they even get in the shower. Okay. What's, what, what do you want to talk about? So when they get inside the room, the it's like... It's supposed to be, like, sexy. Like, you know, with like you've seen this before in movies and TV shows all the time, where it's, like, candles lit and maybe, like, flower petals. Have, dude, ha, hold so, on. Keep going, sorry. So there is literally one pack of candles. There's six candles lit. That's it. It's the most rinky-dink thing. Like, it couldn't even fill a menorah. It is, like, the most nothing candles, right? There's multiple candles on the table right now. Give me that look. (laughs) Better light those bad boys up. Um, But, yeah, I just thought that was so ridiculous that, first of all, there was six candles. They have a fake-ass, like, acoustic guitar that sounds like... Dust in the Wind what by is, Kansas. What is sexy about a candle, by the way? You know, it's just got that low light, you know, hide all those stretch marks and wrinkles, all that gross shit. <laughs> Where's the candle? Oh, here it is. Hang on. Let me get this where. For all, right, all those keep, keep listeners, uh, Tom's grabbing a lighter. Oh, I thought he was going to light a candle. Oh, he is going to light a candle. I'm not going to light a candle. He's going to light two candles? One third of the candles that were lit for uh, this episode. Uh, it's, definitely not, any... it's definitely not hot in here. Yeah, no, right? Um, Let's get what some you, more I'm, burning I literally, I asked to take a break and you said no, but okay. I said I didn't want to smoke. That's all I said. I asked if you want to take a break so I could smoke and you said no, so. Yeah, I don't think you should. I want to look after you. Um, uh, everyone so... out there, tweet at John. Uh... No hard on for John. Great. With the number four instead of the you know, the word four. Hashtag it. Don't tweet it. Um, anyway, uh, so after the fake candles and the dust in the wind cover, what he does is he walks in and puts on some Mardi Gras beads around his neck. And Wait, then- did we talk about how he has this like kind of rant where um, he's like, I became the person that I used to want to bomb. Like he's th- okay. So the whole thing was that's okay. what I was talking about when I said that he 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 looks back and he's like, now I'm an '80s yuppie. I'm exactly the thing I was fighting against. Yeah, and she's all like, kind of pissed off. I'm like, yo, he just got hit by a fucking car. Did he though? Oh, I, we don't know. Well, he got hit by did he some wheels? Are you sure? All right. So yeah, gr- sex scene, great tits. Okay. Uh, so and by the then, way, no, 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 I no, want to no. say something about the boobs. I okay. I'm very very. Yes. Go ahead. So do you have something to say about the boobs? Uh, go ahead, go ahead and talk about boobs. So these boobs are on screen for 15 seconds. I clocked it, which means that technically the boobs should have the fourth credit in this episode because it's in there more than, actually it should have the third credit because it's in there more than Jill is. You see the boobs longer than you see Jill. What? 
No, that's amazing. That you I credited. It. Yeah, that's that what I'm saying. We, sh- it. we should. I was I was keeping track of this because you see her boobs and they look great, and you see them for They're a long time. They're fucking fantastic. She's a babe. She's a babe. She's a robo babe. Uh, so there's this scene right after they have sex. It's a very tender sex too. Very loving. Very tender. Very loving. And then my I think my favorite part of the episode or moment of the episode. It's where they cut to them in the bathtub, and he's Little Spoon, and she's behind him, like, like scrubbing him down, and he's just—he had a there. hard day. He's—he's he's he's just, just sitting there. I've—I've I've like had women do that to me, and there's nothing wrong with it. It just makes me laugh. Brag, brag. No, but like I've had those things where you're just like sitting there as a as a male, being like, okay. By the way, bathing and sh- sh- showering with people sucks. Really? It's terrible. You're either fucking right under the water and warm for a second, uh, or you're freezing cold. It's the worst. Or yeah. you're sp- splashing water all over their place. You're like, I've done it. Every time you do it, you're like, this is going to be a good idea. And then you're like, what am I doing? I, what my, are we yeah, doing here? I, I had that with my ex girlfriend where we would, um, it takes a lot longer for them to get in and shave their parts because it's all fucking weird. And I would be in and out, done, and just be standing in the cold, not looking cool, you know. Like, I think there's that like warm a- water is is good for you to look cool, but if you get out of that warm water for a few seconds, you don't look fucking great. Hashtag shrinkage. Yeah. All right, so we have a very tender fuck uh, between Ted and Melody, and uh, I love that Ted comes home from work and then sees like candles lit goes in and like hooks up with her and then does not say a word until after it's all said and done post post coital yeah dude um quick question for you have you ever the whole candles thing is always to me is like kind of um over the top over the top have you ever had like a candle lit bang well like like not just one candle one candle okay whatever you're trying to cover up your fucking cat stink. box yeah. or your stink or whatever have you ever had like a like a romantic gesture yeah. kind of thing like that no i guess i'm not a very romantic i don't think things i don't think those exist i really don't think they do i mean it's outside like, of movies yeah it's TV in shows. movie well that's what it is it's movies and tv shows trying to tell a bunch of dudes that they don't know how to celebrate valentine's day properly making yeah. us look like shit so he's got six candles that are lit um, and they're all right next to each other. And then when it tries to show like af- how long it's been, and they're, like they're burned down, they're not even burned down that far. You're like, okay, like this is not a great signifier of how long they've been banging. Because in my imagination, it's a little bit longer. Yeah. Um, okay, so uh, they have. Uh, but sex. he's little spoon. Uh, he's in... little spoon in the bathtub. How? <sighs> what did you think about that? I didn't notice it. I was like, what? I was watching this whole thing, and I was like, "What's happening?" Because it seemed like the last time they had talked, he was pissed off at her, and now he comes home from work, doesn't say a word, sleeps with her, and now that's all I was focusing on. And the whole time it was playing, I was like, "Oh, this song is ridiculous. It sounds like Dust in the Wind by Kansas, but it sucks." And it's the same lame candles, and he was wearing Mardi Gras beads. It doesn't make sense. Yeah, no, it doesn't at all. So. These I've, beads and everything that goes on in this whole scene is so fucking gar- like like unreal. It is unreal. This whole episode is unreal. Do you think she's a nudist? I mean, from back in the sixties, maybe. Yeah, she's a, just a free spirit, man. I think that's what you're supposed to, supposed to think. You're like, hey, 
She's working at a massage parlor. <laughs> She's living on the street. It's a rough go, man. Hey, and, and you know, right now in Corona, like that's nothing wrong with that. Hey, that's an essential business. <laughs> um, but yeah, we end up we, we we eventually end up like with him waking up and seeing his place is trashed. Um, yeah. So uh, trashed. Ted Ted says he grew out of the '60s, but Melody Ted. didn't grow out of the '60s. Um, and basically, Melody says, um, you owe me because I took care of you. I was like a mother to you and your friends that you owe me. And she was yeah. She was like, you were my family and I took care of you. So and Anna and Michael and you were my family. I took care of you. So, yeah. So Ted goes, hey, uh, I haven't seen you for 15 years or heard anything. And then she goes, well, that's not true because I sent you a telegram two years ago. Mm-hmm. And I know that you saved it. And that's when you're just kind of like. Okay, well, how does she know all this stuff? She seems to know that he was in a car accident. She seems to know, like, that he saved this uh, newspaper clipping from a couple years ago. But you really don't understand why. Like, what's how does she have this information? Um, she says that the letter that she sent had the words, uh, no other way, which is, like, their little gang phrase, phrase that they say. Um, and then, I love this. So after ha- hooking up, like, for a long, like, tender fuck with Melody... Ted's like, all right, well, I got to get out of here. I got to go get my dick wet again. And yeah. he goes over to Jill's house. Yep. What a pimp. What, um, fuck, I get it. Because he's only like 30, he's only supposed to be like 33 years old. Is what? that right? Yeah. So if you're 18 and, if you're 18 and 69, and then 15, okay. Is that, does that map check out? That would be. 32 or 33 i think that's my age okay that makes me feel scared you're you're a total yuppie dude no okay so this goes we're we're getting close to our scores and i really want to talk about this um okay so let's wrap up this episode what did you think of his acting we'll we'll get to that at the end well okay this is when it starts to come kind of clear in forefront with his uh acting but um she She's like, I'm not gonna leave without like. Uh, didn't she say she, she's like, I'm not gonna leave without like uh, making a big stinker, basically. Well, he leaves because he's upset with her because she's basically like, I'm not going to let you ignore me. Like you owe me. Like you said, we were always gonna be together. So he takes off. He goes to Jill's house, and then while he's at Jill's house, you see Melody like crawling around on the floor. Like, oh, and- that is terrifying. By the way, it is. It kind of reminds me of the rain. Like the what ring? Are they, what, what did they call that thing? Where, uh, it's like skin. There's a term for uh, like a, um. There's a term for something where you like sort of see something out of the corner of your eye. It's called like a skinlet or skinnest or fuck. I I'm not gonna look it up because I don't feel like uh, wasting people's time. Uh, well, let's... we can through the magic of editing, we can look it up right no, the, the, now. The... So. In the middle of the night, Ted is over at Jill's house, and he wakes up in the middle of the night out of nowhere and somehow psychically knows that something's going on back at his apartment. So he's like, something's up with Harmony. I got to get back there. Throws on his clothes, goes back over to his house, and comes to find that his whole place has been thrashed. Um, all his shit's completely ripped up. Um, it's destroyed. Yeah. Uh, he finds his razor blade, and he's like, oh, okay. By the way, his place is dope. 
It used to be. Well, but I mean, like, look how huge that living room is. Well, what do you think? You're an 80s yuppie. Yeah, you're probably well, pulling yeah. in those big bucks. Yeah. He probably got paid, like, fucking, like, way less than us. He was getting paid, like, 20 bucks a year, 20,000 bucks a year, and still had a place. Well, it's also funny, because, like, you're like, this guy's an attorney. Like, I guess he's, like, a bloodthirsty lawyer is what you're supposed to think. What's your, um, if you could live during any sort of, um, 80s, 90s, 60s, 70s, uh... 60s, baby. Yeah. Well, I mean, I already live in the Bay Area. Back in the 60s, this was the fucking place, man. This was happening. Would you have gone to, uh, Woodstock? No, not Woodstock, but I would have gone to hella Grateful Dead shows. I would have gone to Acid Tests, right? Give me a high five, bud. There it is. That was with a mask on, both of us. We had masks on our hand. (laughs) That's why it sounded so loud. Um, so this is where we get the end, and this is probably the most graphic part of the whole episode um where after uh ted finds his place completely thrashed and like shredded to shit he goes in the uh, bathroom and finds that melody has killed herself i i wrote i wrote that she left an upper decker oh god that would be so great like that's, that's like, the way they go out on. he gets like really pissed off and i was like oh he totally wrote i mean she totally fucking dropped an upper decker you're like that wasn't written in blood it was written in human shit for those of you who don't know what an upper decker is well, yes please explain that's when you take a shit in the upper tank tank of a toilet because every time you flush a toilet it'll be shitty brown it'll water be shitty brown water coming down and i lived with a lad who uh who did that to a company he worked for and he sucked i hated him <laughs> anyway hey bud uh anyway no. after uh after uh he comes in the bathroom he sees on the mirrors and everything that she's written something to remember me by and when this happens there's this refrain that goes over and over again it's like something to remember me by me by oh no wait it says something over and over again what is it Oh, something promise. What is it? Um, it's something like that. Something to remember me by. Me by. Not. Me by. It's pretty fucking freaky. Well, it, the whole thing is like, yeah, it's, it's not trashed anymore, and he's trying to... Well, Jill comes in. Jill, his current girlfriend slash boss, comes in, and she, uh, he's like, she fucking wrecked the whole house. And then the house is normal. It's not Some, ripped up anymore. It's something promise, right? I think it's something to remember me by. Um, is what I have written. It might be a promise. No, no, I think you're right. So then Jill goes to examine the uh, apartment and comes to find out that not only is not everything shredded up and not only is Melody not dead in the bathroom, but instead of her being dead in the bathroom, there's a newspaper article taped to the mirror that's two years old that basically says that Melody killed herself. So we come to find out that all of this has not really transpired and then when uh <laughs> then when ted uh, steps in he either calls the roommate or the roommate calls him right mm-hmm. his old roommate from back in the day and he's like oh he comes to find out that melody's been dead for multiple years yeah for a while and that's gonna do it for the episode itself which means it's time for creepy crawlers Maybe our best one. Uh, it's on the top three. God damn it, John. Hey, man. I like to try to rise to the occasion. I don't want to yeah, settle for no, shit. You, you are a... Um... A beacon of light in the darkness? Yeah. How did I know you were going to say that? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, why don't you go ahead and start? I feel like there's a lot of questions uh, on your mind. 
So, uh, I mean, I picked this episode just because it was, you know, Germs episode. Um, but I enjoyed the, 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 I really, truly enjoyed the, um, the concept of this being a boomer coming to terms with their previous life or their previous lifestyle. Like, like they, you know, they said they're like, oh, I came, I came back from this, I did that. And then they took advantage of, you know, the 80s and the 90s, the, the, the financial freedom that they had, and they made so much money. But I did enjoy how they had the thing of them feeling guilt. I don't know if you, if you understood that as much as me too, but I, I really did that enjoy that. The dialogue was weak. The fucking everything else was fucking garbage hot sauce. Oh, fuck. Would I show this to someone? No. I'm like wilting right now because of it. Why? Because I just, in hindsight, I'm looking at it being like. How about this? How about this? Before you give your final score, let's get into a couple questions that I had. Okay. Why did she show up two years after she supposedly died? She shouldn't show up ever. That's what I was wondering. Was it his head injury from this car? Oh, can we talk about his head? His head injury? Yeah. It was. It, it was literally like a fucking scrape. Well, that's what I was wondering. I was like, was the driverless car even real? Did he so just that, wipe out what, on his? Okay. Great, great point. Because I'm like, what was? I kept on thinking this person was gonna be um, some sort of character in the show. Like this, this ghosty. It was a ghost because there's no one there. It wasn't like there was, uh, you know, what's her name in the in the in the uh, driving it. This was a ghost car drove into them. Well, that's what I was wondering because I fuck I, this. This was a fucking four. Not even. This is a fucking three out of ten. Okay, you're throwing me curveballs left and right, buddy. No, this was fucking three out of ten. This is it. This was a fucking garbage episode, and it's on me for doing that. That's on me one hundred percent. But I will still say it had so much potential. Like this had really cool, like um, Jacob's Ladder potential, like of something where this person was reliving uh, a past drama, uh, drama from a war thing, and they just totally biffed it. And fuck you, Jar Jar Martin. <laughs> Jar Jar Martin. Yeah, I was. I thought it was like Jar Jar Binks. No, I call him that because he's a piece of shit. You're like, I got stuff to do. I can't pronounce his whole name. No, no, I just I call him that because he just like <laughs> your uncle, just like George, like Game of Thrones. He's a represents what shit's about to the the later episodes of these shows or movies. Hey, George. Hey, bud. Hey, bud. Uh, so okay, so my questions are yeah. Why did she show up now when she's been dead for two years? Um, I thought it was like, was this related to his head injury? So he got this head injury, and then all of a sudden she's there. So at the very end of the episode, we also find out when Jill comes in that she didn't shred all this shit, which means they didn't really fuck, which has me wondering, is yep. this a fight club scenario where instead of hanging out with her the whole time, he was just stroking off like in the shower thinking Ooh. about her? Right? Great. Like so, like, so she's been, she was this like hippie girlfriend. He had she was back a in memory that has become a part of his mind Whoa. through to some type of injury, which would make the episode much more interesting. Why do you even bother having me on this podcast? What? Why do you even bother having me on this podcast? 
Mm, I need a place to record. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding, just kidding. Yeah, he's not kidding. Oh, uh, I love you, buddy. Um, uh, you don't. Anyway, let me get to my uh, final thoughts here. Um, uh, when I start, first watched this episode, I was like, this is rough. This is not something that goes down easy. But then upon further watches, every time I watched it, I kind of liked it a little bit more. Like, I probably would have given it a three if I had been, if I had just given it my first grade when I watched it through my first run through. But after watching it a couple times, I guess I give it a four and a half. Like, it's, it's I terrible. Would, it's garbage. I, would, I wouldn't show it to somebody else, but the more I think about it, the more I'm like, I think the there tit, could have been the, things the going tits on. The definitely fucking bump it up. Because those are realies. Ooh, I'll give it a five. I'll They'll give it, give it a really five. Those are real, no? Uh, I like to think so. <laughs> um, but, yeah, we want to say thanks to everybody for listening. Yep. If we, you want to hit us up, we are available at shortandspooky at gmail.com and also at at short and spooky on Twitter. We love uh, the shorties. We love the spookies. We love the dads. We love the moms. We love the cats. We love all kinds of locations in the Bay Area. Tom's got a huge grin on his face right now. Grin? Yeah. I'm the devil.